Hi guys, this is Doug, and you're listening to What's the Hazard. Before we get started with today's episode, I'd like to thank our sponsors, Fallowich Construction Services, Custom Concrete Specialists, WorkSafe Consulting, the Nebraska Department of Labor On-Site Consultation Group, and our latest sponsor, Make You Safe. Thank you one and all for your support. I sincerely appreciate it. Now let's get to today's episode. It is Friday, January 13th. Yes, Friday the 13th. Hopefully, if you're superstitious, you are hunkered down in your basement uh, and well-protected. Otherwise, you're out there getting things done. Um, I want to introduce a new subject to the program. We're really looking at doing a lot of things in 2023. I've got some great guests lined up. But I'd also like to add a little little segment that I'm going to refer to as food for thought, okay? And um, as I read, as I talk with other people, little nuggets hit me once in a while, and I thought it might be worth just throwing those out just for discussion purposes. So the first one, um, I listened to a guy named Peter Atia. That's one of the podcasts I listen to. Dr. Atia talks a lot about health, wellness, um, really interesting guy. And he had a guest on last week that I was listening to the gentleman's name was James clear and he wrote a book called atomic habits and he made the comment. Um, you don't rise to the level of your goals. You fall to the level of your systems. And they were talking about this in the context of like health and fitness, but it is absolutely applicable to our world of safety and health. Right. And so it's January 2023, and we're all setting goals for the year. Hopefully, we're talking about successes and failures in 2022. And I just thought this is something that we need to keep in mind during this goal-setting process. You don't rise to the level of your goals. You will fall to the level of your systems. And meaning that if your goal is, you know, we don't want to have any injuries or no lost days or no recordables, okay, that's great. But if you don't have the systems in place to sustain that or to achieve that, you're going to fall to that level of those, of those systems. So keep that in mind when you're setting your goals, right? Um, goals are great. Objectives are great. We probably all need those. But we certainly need systems in place in order to achieve those. So give that some thought. Uh, send me some comments if you want to. Doug at FletcherSafety.com. And we'll talk about that more in the future, all right? got another episode of food for thought today and um as you know i'm a big fan of todd conklin i listen i read todd i listen to todd's podcast he tells me all sorts of things um he's probably telling you the same things but i I feel like he's talking to me directly most of the time and he had an episode that he talked he referred to as what matters right in your organization what really matters what what are you measuring what is your leadership talking about What are you looking for? He mentioned this in the context of moving an organization from a non-reliable organization to reliability, okay? And he said, in his opinion, and I have to agree, there are two things that we need to be really sensitive to. We really need to emphasize. Number one is a level of worker engagement. How well do we engage our employees, okay? Number two, issue resolution rate. Are we resolving the issues that our employees are bringing to our attention? 
if you want an, a high-performing organization, you know, a, if you are interested in reliability in your organization, you want to move in that direction, then these are two things that uh, Todd and, and I have to agree are something that we should be hypersensitive about, right? The level of worker engagement and our issue resolution rate. We, we engage with our employees so that we can identify problems in our systems, hazards in our workplaces. And if we are going to tap into that, we need to be resolving those issues as they're brought to our attention. Okay. There is no value in having our employees bring that to our attention and then either do nothing about them or give the impression that we're not doing anything about them. Employees are very sensitive to that. They're going to stop giving us information, right? So something, what really matters, engaging your employees and this issue resolution rate. All right? Food for thought. Keep that in mind. Let me know what you think. It is Friday the 13th here in Omaha, Nebraska. Damn cold morning. I had to break out the heavy coat. I walked the dog in a T-shirt and realized, oh, shit, it's freezing. So I had to break out the heavy coat down, you know. And um, we are we – are, uh, starting off a series on food for thought. We've done a few episodes, just little tidbits, little nuggets that are interesting for conversation, for discussion, maybe something that you even want to throw out to your management team or your safety committee. One thing that I think is really interesting is the distinction between employee involvement and employee engagement, okay? When I was with OSHA, uh, I was the I worked on VPP, the Voluntary Protection Program, for a period of time. I was the liaison to the VPP sites in Nebraska. These are high achievers. And one of the minimum requirements to be a VPP site across the country in that OSHA program is three, at least three meaningful ways to involve your employees. All right? And I think we need to make a distinction between involvement and engagement. We talk now about employee engagement. You know, Todd Conklin, Hall Nagel, all of these smart people, Sidney Decker, they all talk about employee engagement. And I think there is a distinction to be made. I can remember going to lots and lots of meetings when I was with OSHA. We, we, we had lots of meetings, and I was always there. I was involved to some degree, but I was rarely engaged. Nobody gave a crap what I had to say. It didn't change anything. No, nothing ever changed as a result of my participation, to my knowledge. And I think that is true with our employees. We can involve our employees in our safety programs. You know, you can have an employee that goes around and checks the fire extinguisher every month, and that's an important thing to do. But I can tell you in my experience, after the first time, you basically check out. It's robotic. You know, if that little little arrow is pointing up into the green, everything's good. You just keep walking. Okay? That's not really engagement from the standpoint that we are looking for. When we're talking about engaging our employees, we are talking about really drilling down into the challenges that they have in the workplace, the um, adaptations that they have had to make to our procedures in order to be efficient. You know, we want to know, they are a resource, they are our problem solvers. And we want to engage with them. We want them to be thoughtful and participatory in 
hazard identification and correction. Okay, that's not really involvement the way that we used to view it. So when I say three meaningful ways to engage your employees, those might be things like learning teams. You know, we've talked about learning teams where you assemble this group and you really drill down into a procedure. Or like my buddy Aaron Cerrone says, temperature checks. He talks about leaders going out onto the floor and actually talking with employees. You know, more than just, hey, how's it going? You know, really drilling down into what is happening. How is the work being performed? Here's how I envision it being performed. How is it really being performed? Okay, so let's just agree to make a distinction going forward between involvement and engagement. I think they're different. I think we need to be aware of that and pay attention to that. So that's my food for thought for today. Let me know what you think. I'm always interested in hearing from you. So um, have a great week, and we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. A Huda Media Production.